Welcome to Lassic Shorts, the games of our lives. These are the games that mean so much to each and every one of us, not just for the game itself, but also the backstory. The games of our lives that I've chosen was dramatic both on and off the pitch, but forgive me if this isn't a Lassic Short, because there was quite a lot going on. I've been a lifelong Wigan Athletic supporter. The first game was back in 1971, the 20th of November, an FA Cup tie at Springfield Park. We played 4th Division Halifax Town, remember it like it was yesterday. We won that game 2-1 and it was the start of a lifelong love affair. My spot at Springfield Park was over on St Andrew's side. I used to lean on the perimeter wall at the halfway line. Stood there game after game after game throughout the seasons. Got to know the people who stood around, same faces every week. And actually made some good friends. And two that jump out, two brothers, Keith and Brian R. They were brothers, very close brothers but difference is chalk and cheese. Keith works at the Cableworks in Lee, BICC. He works in the offices there. I think he started there when he left school. He was a big trivia man. Loved his pub quizzes so much so that he played for a pub quiz team in the Quiz League, which meant that he missed Tuesday night games between the end of October and the end of March because that's when the Quiz League ran. <laughs> so it was a bit of a dilemma because Brian couldn't drive and Keith used to take him to the games. Keith knew his stuff. He could talk a glass eye to sleep. I remember Keith throughout the years just chatting away to me while the games were going on. I've got one eye on the pitch and, <laughs> and the other sort of looking at him best I could, thinking, Keith, come on, we're on the attack here. Come on, Keith, get on with it. He was so distracting at the same time. Me and me, and my lad often chuckle about the way he used to talk to us during games and, and uh, put us off our stride, so to speak. But a lovely fella, very intelligent, very articulate, and he loved his football. But like I said, he was Brian's taxi driver because Brian didn't drive. Brian, what a fella. Yeah, good, really ended up really good mates with Brian. He worked at Gus for years. He worked in the office there. He spent some time in, up in Scotland, in Glasgow. They sent him up there to sort out Gus, Gus Glasgow. He wasn't a troubleshooter. He was just a top guy. And he could sort problems. Anyway, how can I describe Brian? And if you look at him, and, and I said to you, he was in a rock band in the late 60s, early 70s. You'd say, yeah, I can tell. He's got that look about him. He's, he's sort of a bit rounded with a beard. <laughs> and he looks like an AIDS rocker. But he, he loved his whiskey. He loved his beer. He loved his hiking. But more importantly, he loved the latics. And this story, this, this game that I'm picking out as my... Latic short the game of our lives is a game that means a lot to me because of Brian in particular and what what happened and some stuff that happened with my lad as well before and after the game. Anyway, let's go back in time to Tuesday, the second of December, nineteen ninety-seven. Remember the day being a little bit cold, frosty, a typical early December day, and as happens on all match evenings the day itself is taken up by getting prepared for what's going to come one of my things that i needed to prepare was the was the car because at that time we had a, a brown Vauxhall nova which was quite old <laughs> and it wasn't in the best state of repair and it, it was a, a strange looking car and if you remember the Vauxhall novas usually they, they were hatchbacks but this one was a saloon and it reminded 
me a little bit of a dinky toy and that's that's the wicket ad so it was about get making sure that the battery was fully charged because we always have problems with the battery that the tires were inflated and that in fact it would start so the day would have been taken up with that no as kickoff time was approaching and time to set off i'd have had my tea been really excited kiss my uh, good lady bye-bye for the time being and headed off to go and pick my son up peter at his mum's house who to put it mildly used to be extremely awkward about having him ready on time or letting him come out on time making things as difficult as possible and especially when we had deadlines to meet uh, one deadline being the kickoff of the football match so as i recall that that evening as i got there i never knocked on the door i used to wait outside and pick the arm and i've probably been there 10 or 15 minutes and peter hadn't come out and i'm wondering what on earth is going on here now and by this stage it's probably about 25 past seven and it's getting later and, you know and closer to kickoff time and we've still got a, a 10 minute drive to get to the ground peter comes out and we get set off head up to springfield looking for a spot to park always parked on newman avenue with others where we parked up for for the game got out locked up and could actually hear coming over the tannoy the two teams being announced first of all the visitors bristol rovers followed by the home team wigan athletic now then mentioning bristol rovers 1997 december it might be dawning on people what this game actually is and why it was full of drama on the pitch as well as off it we'll come to the game very shortly so me and our Pete leg it round to Springfield Park and bomb down Third Avenue, turn the corner and shall we see there, but waving us frantically, Brian. I said to Peter, what's Brian up to? Come on, lads, he shouts, come on. Through his job at Gus, Brian had a lot of contacts, shall we say. One of the contacts was a guy who worked on the Phoenix stand at Wigan Athletic. In all my time supporting Wigan Athletic, I'd never been in the Phoenix stand. I always thought it was uh, the posh end and too posh for me. Too posh for a lad from schools. So I'd never been in. I'd never been in it. Anyway, Brian says, come on, lads, I've got us in. We're in in the Phoenix stand. It was free entry as well. This guy just hushed us in. Now, at that time, I was paying CSA payments. I was being hammered. And when I say hammered, I mean hammered through the CSA. So... Saving £7.50 to get into the game was just was brilliant. It was absolutely a godsend. So in we went, went climbed up the steps, took our seats in the Phoenix stand and settled down just as the game was about to kick off. Bristol Rovers have been on a bit of a good run and were riding high on the table. They were second going into the game. And in the squad they had players such as Ian Holloway, Julian Allsop, Peter Beadle, Andy Tilson and Barry Ailes. The Latics were still finding their feet in the third division after promotion the season before. They'd made some good signings in summer. Brendan O'Connell, who was in the team that night. David Lee as well. David Lowe, Roberto Martinez, Ian Kilford, Kevin Sharp, etc. etc. Yeah, we had the makings of a good side, but it was a, a tough game in prospect. The Latics started brightly enough and went in front after 20 minutes when Ian Kilford banged it one home. We had that 1-0 lead as we was going into the half-time break, but nothing prepared us for what was about to happen. As the half was drawing to a close, referee Kevin Lynch awarded the Latics a free kick over on our attacking right-hand side, 
and then he conspired to pull out a yellow card and booked David Pritchard, who had been booked a few minutes earlier. So this yellow was quickly followed by a red. As the Lassix players lined up on the edge of the box for the free kick to come to be floated in, there was a bit of a melee going on. There was quite a, a fair amount of shoving and there appeared to be a clash of heads. At which point, referee Kevin Lynch blew his whistle again, charged into the middle of it all and produced two red cards. Jason Perry, Bristol Rovers player, got his marching orders along with our very own Graham Jones. Also dismissed, and for what reason I don't think anybody was sure, was Andy Tilson, meaning that Bristol Rovers were now down to eight men with about 20 seconds of the first half remaining and the Latics were down to 10 men. What was the second half going to bring? The half-time chatter was all about how many goals we were going to get. We were 1-0 to the good, playing against eight men, although we had only 10 ourselves, but it was still about how many goals were Wigan Athletic going to win by. But it didn't transpire that way. One player in particular, David Lee, came in for quite a bit of flack from the home fans. He wasted four guilt edge chances and the Latics fans over on the St Andrews side started to boo him every time he was on the ball and it was quite surreal really. Your team is 1-0 up, the opposition is down to 8 and the home players are getting booed. Then on 71 minutes, Josh Law flew in with an absolute ridiculous challenge and ended up with a straight red. Now, Bristol Rovers were down to seven players with 20 minutes of the game still remaining. For the remainder of the game, the Bristol Rovers players were doing their utmost to get another red card because if it had gone down to six, then the game would have been abandoned. I don't know what the rules are, whether it would have to be replayed or whether it would have just been awarded a 3-0 win to the Latics. But challenge after challenge went in and Kevin Lynch was having none of it. He didn't book another player and he didn't issue another card. As a buyer, we did score another couple of goals. David Law uh, on 78 and 85 minutes. And there was ironic cheers uh, from the terracing as the Latics faithful seemed to have been under the impression that we should have won with at least 10, which it was never going to be. One of the surprising things from the game, though, was the fact that Ian Holloway remained on the pitch. So that was a little bit of a, a surprise there in itself. But 3-0 win against second in the league, even though they only had seven men. It wasn't a bad night's football. There'd been a lot of controversy, a lot of drama on the pitch. Uh, there was a lot of chatter around the stand about what was, uh, you know, what was the performance of the referee like, what was the performance of the Latics like. But at the end of the day, it was three points in the bag, and we were all going home to get tucked up in our beds, or were we? As I previously mentioned, Brian had no left home, and he lived at Oral at the back of Billings Hospital. Keith Keith was doing his quiz league somewhere, the White Duck or whatever it was that he he was quizzing that evening. So I said to Brian, you know, you, you've got me in the, you've got me a free seat. The least I can do is run your own, Brian. And he was having none of it at first. He said, I'm all right, I'm getting on the bus. But we eventually managed to talk him round to accepting a lift. So we walked back to Newman Avenue, along to uh, to the Nova, opened the doors for, for the lads to get in, and then noticed <laughs> one of the back tyres was flat. So I mentioned this. I said, "Oh, it looks like I've got a flat. I must have, you know, gone over a nail or something." The driving up to the game, 
It's all right, I'll, I'll change it over with the spur. So I went into the boot. Lo and behold, the spur was just as flat. So, right, I, will, I know there's a garage on the way to Oral, uh, just around the corner, down on um, Woodhouse Lane. We'll drive down there, pump it up, do, not do any damage, just driving that short distance. We'll get it inflated and, um, you know, we'll, we'll be off. Take us perhaps five or ten minutes longer than what it was going to do. So anyway, we get down to Woodhouse Lane service station and the airline was out of order. So was the next one. Anyway, en route, we must have passed five separate service stations and not one at a working airline. The first one that we come to was the one at the Stag in Oral. Lo and behold, the tyre had, had just gone. It was down to the rim of the of the wheel now. So I had to change the, the wheel, put the spur on, which was flat, put it up, and it was going down as quick as I was pumping it up. So I had three, three good tyres, scratching me head what to do. So I got some tyre weld. They, luckily enough, they sold it at the garage. Put that in, then blew the uh, the tyre back up. It held, and away we went. The unfortunate thing about it was I'd saved seven pound fifty getting into the into the game, but the tyre weld had cost me a tenner, and obviously I'd knackered a, a tyre in altogether, so I needed a new tyre as well. So I was well out of pocket, and uh, we did have a laugh about it though. And I remember Brian saying to me. That's, there's one thing you won't forget tonight in a hurry. Well, I won't because I got Brian home for about quarter to 11 and I ended up dropping our Pete off about 11 o'clock from a, a, a football match. I got in serious trouble and when I got home, our lass was waiting for me saying, where have you been till this time? This was the days before mobile phones so we couldn't ring anybody uh, and I explained her what had gone on and uh, she said, well, you know, I've had a phone call from somebody who wasn't very happy accusing us of uh, kidnapping Peter. A very eventful night, a very eventful night indeed. Uh, one that will never be forgotten. Brian uh, is a good friend, really good friend. Sadly, he passed away in 2006, not long after the uh, Carling Cup final. So he, he got to see Latics play in the Premier League and he, he got down to Cardiff to watch him in the cup final. But sadly, he, he, he had cancer and he passed away in 2006. And, and I often think, think to myself that when my time comes to pop my clogs, as I close my eyes for the last time, um, Brian will be waiting for me saying, come on, Baz, I've got his in upstairs and I hope that's the case. And it'll be good to see him again. So uh, thank you for listening to me ramblings. And I... Uh, hope that you've enjoyed it a little bit and and it's given you food for thought about what is about your own latic short and the game of your life that you can reflect upon up the six